exciting episode of the Honest Teacher. My name is Lunchbox, and I am here to um, talk with you about some things that I see in education. Um, and I used to record pretty regularly, and then I kind of paused for a bit, and I can discuss that for a second. So when I started recording the Honest Teacher podcast, I was a mobile teacher, if you will. I would go to different classrooms, and I would help, and I would observe as I was in the room, and I had a lot of time in my car. And if you go back and listen to the previous episodes, you will hear that auto quality is that. I was in my car, and I was recording a lot. I would kind of record as I was thinking, and so the audio quality can be pretty low. I tried a few different microphones, and I just didn't ever really have a lot of success with any of them. So now I am going to try to devote myself to recording here. So when I, what's different is now I'm a classroom teacher. Now I don't have a lot of time to record. You know, I think that's a big difference. And, um, you know, I spent all last year, I tried to record, but as soon as school was out, I wanted to go home. You know, I was in a classroom all day and I just want to go home. And I did. And so what I want to reflect on a little bit is that I do enjoy this. I enjoy the process. I enjoy speaking about what I do. So I live within walking distance of my school. And so what I think I'll do is each Saturday or Sunday morning, I will walk up to my school and to get ready for the next week. And I'll take about 10, 15 minutes to sit down and I'll record an episode or two. And then I'll post them. And if you hear them, great. And I'll share them with a friend if you can. But so over that past year, this past year, um, I was a resource teacher and I still am. And as I interact with the students and the staff, I realized that I used to be a self-contained teacher and I controlled everything. I controlled the behavior management, the classroom, the lessons, everything. And when I became a resource teacher, I didn't. I now have to work with other people's schedules and I have to work with within their framework and work with them. And developing those interpersonal skills has been pretty important. Um, you know, I have noticed that the teachers in our district seem to think that the special education teachers are assistants to them. And one of the very first issues I had last year was that I told our my gen ed teachers that I will not be able to do some things that they may be accustomed to like they were been accustomed to a special education teacher sitting in their classroom the entire day while they are teaching even if I'm not working with a student and one of my resource teaching colleagues told me yeah yeah we don't we, we don't get we don't get plan time we don't get lunches we we were expected to be in these classrooms, and I, and I said, I, I'm not doing that. And so I, I told them that this is what's going to happen. And they actually had me pulled into the principal's office with them for a big meeting. And he said, like, well, why aren't you in there? Well, I don't need to be in there. I, the IEP does not say that they're, they have someone in there. And they were very upset. And I just like, I'm not doing it. And this forced the, te- the principal to actually find some other people to go in there because, right, I didn't have to be in there. And that was the first kind of incident that kind of set my thinking forward last year with working with interpersonal skills. And, you know, I told the teacher, I'll help you any way I can. You know, I'll de- 
develop some accommodation skills with you, but I'm not there to be your helper. And you know, they were shocked by that, but it worked. We developed a good friendship. I, I, I consider it a healthy working relationship. We're colleagues. We're not friends. We have a job to do, and then we go home. And uh, I, I do think that that mindset is a, it's good for the school. Anyway, so um, I developed that with them, and then I, towards the middle of last school year, I actually finished a in our state we have to take two very massive uh, certification tests and I passed those in February and you know I now I, I'm looking at things like an administrator and um, you know I, I'm in a classroom I do all my stuff but I, I, I try to have a deeper view on things and I actually did apply last year and I got an interview for a uh, assistant principal at a high school in the neighboring town that I grew up in and even though I had, didn't have any experience whatsoever, I made it through two rounds of interviews, and I was a finalist for that position. And they, they essentially did tell me they had to go with someone in the district that had more experience than I did, but they wanted me to keep applying. I thought that was great. So I you know, took that all through the summer and developed my classroom with my, with my staff, and now I'm back in, and I am looking at things more, you know, with more eyes open. Hopefully that as we go on through this school year, I will be able to have more interviews and get more experience because in our district, I have noticed that the special education teachers are compartmentalized from every other department. And in a recent meeting that the administrators had with the special education teachers, it was supposed to be a roundtable discussing different accommodations we do and our successes we have, and it turned into the special education teachers complaining the entire time about the, the staff that they're expected to do all these different things that they can't have their students that you know, and it's just it was complaint after complaint after complaint. And what I gather from that is that there is a culture in my district that special education teachers are not on the same level as gen ed teachers and that hurts me because it's definitely not true that I am a I am not only just a manager of an IEP I'm a classroom teacher I teach three subjects twice a day and I still have to manage goals and I still have to work with things and I am not less important than any other teacher um, in an earlier podcast I had said that when I was a self-contained teacher, I would have our related service personnel come to me and almost beg for forgiveness for needing to take the students for those uh, skills. And I had to change the mindset pretty early that, no, 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 you are, your, your stuff for you is every bit as important as what I do. And I had to get them to realize that in themselves. And that's what I want our special education teachers to do is that we don't have to ask for forgiveness to do our job. We don't have to beg anyone to do our job. And we're not going to. And I think as I interview more for assistant principal positions, I'm going to bring that approach to the potential hirers that, you know, I, I want to work with the special ed department. I want to help them become 
as integrated as possible in our school. This is not going to be a situation anymore where the special education department is kind of lost off to the side. And, you know, I think it's, I think that will help things in the long term. So that's kind of where I'm at now. So um, one thing I want to leave for next week is that I noticed that our special education students, and then I'm from hearing other teachers, it's all students. They lack what I termed and found out to be is academic rigor, where they're not able to take material that we teach, learn it, work through it, practice it, and then do it on their own. They want teachers to tell them, yes, no, maybe, this is right, this is wrong, fix it, look at this. They don't have the, the skill to analyze their own work, and I've been looking into ways to improve that, and I'm trying some things, and I'm going to look at putting it in my classroom and then how do I scale that to an entire building and how can I do that and it's going to take years but what are the steps to get that done and I, I do think if we look analytically at how we teach and how we expect the kids to learn we'll be able to enact that change but we have to stick with it we have to do the hard work if we want the kids to do the hard work because I don't I don't want our students our current young people to become an entire generation of un- people of young adults unable to manage in this very cruel world so when I come back next week uh, hopefully I'll have some more information about that I've been trying some things in my classroom that I think are working and we'll find out so I do appreciate you sticking around and listening and don't forget that there are people out there that can help you um, if you are struggling if you don't feel like you're as important as you are 